0: You're listening to the ILC Radio Network, brought to you by the Iowa Lean Consortium and Zone Strategies. Here's your host, Stephen Wilson.
1: With me today is Norman Bodek, and if you've been around uh, Lean at all for, for any length of time, Lean Continuous Improvement, uh, the name Norman Bodek should not uh, come as a, a surprise to you or, or be new to you, um, but uh, some may also, as, a, as I've uh, read uh, uh, known him as uh, Mr. Productivity, Mr. Lean, the godfather of Lean. That's an interesting one. I'd like to uh, find out about that, Norman. Um, but uh, he's also a uh, an author, speaker, and now adjunct professor at Portland State University, teaching a 10-week course in the best of Japanese management practice. Uh, he's written several books, and as you can see on the website, I do have those uh, some of those uh, resources there available for you. Uh, but, Norman, I'd like to welcome you to the program today.
2: Steve, thank you very much. It's a great privilege for me to be here. Uh,
1: one of the things that that uh, in in preparation for this, I had um, I always like to find out what is is on the heart of uh, those that are involved in quality because this this program, while it, it has a uh, a technical uh, bent to it at times as well, um, my philosophy is that you know quality continuous improvement. Um, has to be more than just a department. It, it has to be uh, throughout the entire organization. And so we often will talk about uh, things other than the technical side, and, and of course, being the people side. And in our emails and our communication, uh, you identified that that uh, really was a, a piece that was key to you. Is that people side of Lean? Is that uh, is that? Yeah, have you why. always had that perspective? I don't know if
2: it's. Always- Think so because when I first started back about 1979 when I started productivity, um, I was f- introduced to the process. So if if we look at um, Toyota, which mm-hmm. was a model of our success, I mean Lean came from Toyota. Toyota had two pillars. One pillar was just in time, or the Toyota Production System, or what we call Lean.
3: Mm-hmm. The second
2: pillar recently came out and we we call that respect for people Mm
3: -hmm. but
2: when I met with Ono and Shingo and the other great Japanese and Dr. Deming the focal point was primarily on improving the process reducing inventory, the elimination of waste, etc. I did find oh maybe 15 20 years ago, something called quick and easy tyson which fascinated me This was on the people side, the respect side, where um, the typical Japanese company was getting about 24 written ideas, implemented ideas per employee per year, 24. Mm -hmm. And in America, we were lucky to get one out of every seven years. Imagine the difference Mm -hmm. of the American suggestion system and the Japanese suggestion system. So that fascinated me, and I published about five books by the HR Association in Japan,
3: specifically Bungie Tozawa. Mm-hmm.
2: But now, um, i shifted almost 90% or 100% onto the people side, and that's what I do, and I'd love to talk about it in the next few minutes with you and your audience about my latest discoveries.
1: Absolutely, and I just want to encourage folks, if uh, you want to call in, you have a question, uh, we're going to take some, some questions later on, feel free to do so by calling 646-200-3898. And uh, with that being said, Norman, I'd like to to turn it over to you, and please share with us.
2: Thank you. Um, I once went to a Chinese restaurant, and um, I believe in fortune cookies. I hope you do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very careful selecting a fortune cookie, and I picked out one, and it said, uh, you have the talent to recognize the talent in others, and, and I think that's my unique talent, mm-hmm. is to recognize the talent in others. And I've done this for the last, at least the last 30 years as I travel around the world, and very specifically to Japan, because I've been there. I just came back a week ago on my 76th trip. I have mm-hmm. a study tour with the Shingo Prize Group. Oh. It was very exciting. Yeah, And... Um, I keep looking, I keep searching, and it's a miracle because I have met hundreds of great geniuses. I mean, I've met probably every manufacturing management leader in the last 30 years. I've met Mm -hmm. Dr. Deming, Dr. Duran, and most of the Japanese, and published 250 books. A hundred of those were Japanese translations. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for the best, and I'm thrilled with what I'm finding now that I want to share with you. I call it the Harada method or the Harada model. That's okay. the H A R A D A. Mr. Harada, <clears throat> excuse me, was a junior high school teacher, junior high school track and field coach. Mm-hmm. And he taught in the city of Osaka. He taught in Probably the worst neighborhood. I mean, the poorest neighborhood. Um, The school was probably the lowest rated in the city of all the schools, both academically and um, um, athletically. Mm -hmm. They were they were a bad, poor neighborhood, poor school, etc. Somehow, miraculously, he studied. He searched to try to find the best way of reaching these children to help them, to inspire them, to find a better way for their life, to take personal responsibility in their in their life and not just blame society or blame parents,
3: etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And he studied people like Stephen Covey and many other great people around the world. And he came up with this methodology, which I think is incredible, because through this process... That he put together, and it's a series of steps. Um, thirteen of his students, thirteen of the uh, the the, the uh, athletes at the junior high school, became the number one athlete in all of Japan. Thirteen of them won gold medals, like in shot put and. Uh, uh, Javelin, etc. Mm-hmm. Not only 13 won gold medals, but the entire school was uplifted to become one of the better schools in all of Osaka. This is still in the worst neighborhood, mm-hmm. but the whole school is being raised
3: academically and athletically from
2: this mm-hmm. concept. He did this about, I'm not sure exact number of years, maybe about 15 years or so, um, that he taught at the school system and most recently in the last seven years he's been teaching industry and about fifty thousand people in Japan have been taught the Harada model. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about it. I I'm working with him now and I'm writing a book with him to try to teach this to America and the West. And I'll try to go through the concept a little bit with you about what it means and why I think it's so important in relationship to our topic is respect for people.
3: Please do, it's, yeah.
2: It's funny, you know, on this last trip, I took a survey of the travelers. There was about mm, maybe 28 of us mm-hmm. on the trip. It's quite, quite large for me. Um, and I asked them to rate the prime responsibilities of managers. And I gave them a list. I said productivity, quality, process. Uh, people happy at work, um, making great products, um, having a great process, developing new products. Um, and one category was helping people grow. And I said, could you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, which is the, the most important to you or, yeah. to, or to a manager? And I was astounded with the result in that what came out number one by far? Was helping people grow, mm-hmm. because in a in a in a in a sense, it's one of the lowest priorities when right. you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to school. I get a little little uh, skip around a lot. Hopefully, I'll come back and <laughs> give you the keys during this period of time. But we go to school. Maybe say, say we go to school and, and we graduate high school. That's about 12-plus kindergarten, 13 years. Then if we go to college, another four years. This is continual study, continual learning, continual growing.
3: Mm-hmm. We don't
2: have a choice. We go to school to learn and grow. And then we go to work. And it stops. Yeah. In fact, I hear companies that talk with pride about giving two hours a month in training to their employees. Right. <laughs> Imagine, we go, through, we go through 13 to 17 years of study to go out to the world, uh, and then we're given almost nothing. Right. And so look at work. Look at the quality of work.
3: Mm-hmm. Look
2: at the quality of work. Look at the quality of most jobs that people do. Go to a factory or an office, but let's go to a factory and see what people are doing.
3: Mm-hmm. They're
2: doing repetitive boring tasks over and over again. If we go back a couple of hundred, over a hundred years ago, to the 1800s, we will see so many people were tradespeople. They were carpenters, they were blacksmiths, tinsmiths, etc., and they had to go through an apprentice system. It means it maybe took seven years for you to really learn your skill before you can go out and practice it to make a living. Mm-hmm. And then along comes Frederick Taylor. Frederick Taylor comes along with scientific
1: management. And he says, you know, when you come to
2: work, you should really leave your brains
1: outside. Right.
2: Yes. And Henry Ford took this and set up the assembly line and had people do very simple, repetitive tasks. And Ford became the most successful company in the world. Mm -hmm. Not only the most successful company in the world, they became the model for American industry, for world industry to follow. Right. And most industry for the next hundred years has followed that. They have, they have, what's called the division of labor. We've de-skilled people Mm -hmm. to stand on an assembly line and to do the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Well, I tie this around to the whole area of respect for people. How can we give respect to people when we go, when we
3: ask them to come to work and we ask them to stop learning and stop growing? Mm -hmm. And now I go to
2: to Mr. Harada Um, to to talk a little bit about Canon, which is also an amazing company. Let me start with Canon, then I'll come back to the Harada Method. Um, When I visited Canon about 10 years ago um, in their um, copier plant, I saw maybe 60 people on an assembly line. And each person would stand on the line, and they would have the same task to do over and over again, maybe one minute tack time, so they had one minute to tighten a few screws, uh, and that was their job, and that's all they did during the day. Canon changed the system. Toyota taught them the cellular technology, and Canon start, started to make their copiers themselves, similar to the Volvo method. Mm-hmm. What's called social technical design, <clears throat> and now Canon has one person who can make that whole copier by themselves, so instead of just doing very limited tasks, they spend one hour building a total copier, installing about a thousand parts. They make seven copiers in one day by themselves. In fact, I have a video, mm-hmm. a beautiful video, and showing this method, and the lady signs each. Copier at the end, and says, "You know, I just feel I made another baby." Yeah, <laughs> I like
1: that. Well, I think I'm because so- one of one of the issues I know uh, addressing, I'm I'm actually in the uh, in the healthcare industry, and one of the things that we often see not only in healthcare but in in many uh, organizations is the task oriented. I do my piece. I essentially throw it over the wall. I don't see what it does. I don't see the relationship between what I do and and what's going on downstream for me.
2: Absolutely. I mean, healthcare has the same problem. I mean, look, it may be a little bit more sophisticated because a doctor has to go to school, you know, and it's such a fine art. The same with nurses, the same with technicians. They're all very highly trained. But they're all very task-oriented, communication mm-hmm. is very bad, and we end up with 200,000 mistakes, 200,000 deaths a year in medical error. Because mm-hmm. we, we don't, we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Harada method um, is a great step for us, a great step in the right direction to help people become successful in life. Successful in life is not just making a good living, which is important, especially today with the high unemployment, it's, it's very important to make a good living. And I'm not denigrating people that are doing repetitive tasks, because they have to make a living. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking management to rethink what their role is in relationship to people at work. What is the manager's role? The main manager's role, and I like this group that I traveled with, which said, the main role of a manager is to help people grow. Because if people grow and they build their skills, then the organization is so much better and so much more powerful.
1: But how Would do you see? say that that lines up then with the the notion of the one of the, again, one of the tenets of Toyota Way is that that culture of learning.
2: Well, it should be, and it's, it's funny because I went to Toyota and I had been visiting them. Uh, at least twice a year so I've been there so many times mm-hmm. in the last number of years I was just Toyota a couple of weeks ago and I, I saw a very good plant at Toyota by the way I did see a plant where where people are doing many many different things but it's still very limited mm-hmm. it's still very limited I mean they still have a limited tech time This tack, you know pack time is related to how many how many products or how many cars leave every day? So if we're if we're uh, making 500 cars and they have a one minute tack time and the whole plant is balanced for one minute, and there are many jobs in that plant that that worker just does the same thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. every minute. I saw one worker tightening eight bolts in one plant, and that's all he does all day. That's his job. Mm-hmm. So even Toyota has a long way to go in comparison to what canon does Mm -hmm. which is to expand people to their capability of what they're capable of doing at college I asked 50 students how many of you know exactly what you want to do to be successful at life and these were all graduate students
3: getting their master's degree. Mm-hmm. 50 students in the class. Three raised
2: their hand. Three students told me that they knew what they wanted to do when they graduate college. I was amazed. Mm-hmm. Then a few weeks later, I had my own class of 25 students, and I asked them the same question, how many of you know, raise your hand if you know exactly what you want to do in this life. They were mostly seniors. I got the same three. I was astounded. Mm-hmm. But then I had the privilege of teaching them the next ten weeks the Harada model, the Harada method. And at the end of the class, every single one of my students had picked one thing that they want to succeed at, worked out an exact plan how to get there, broken down to what we call a long-term plan, to a monthly plan, and to a daily plan. So every day they knew what they had to do on their job or at school. But included in that was, what do I do today to be successful in life? Mm -hmm. It's it's an amazing process. And it's for some reason, it's not easy for people. I would ask my grandchildren, and I would say, Douglas, what do you want to be? And Uh, Douglas would always say, Grandpa, I don't know what I want to be. (laughs) And it's really funny, because if you ask a a five-year-old,
3: what do you want to be? I mean, almost everyone knows. I mean, I want to be like Daddy. Mm-hmm. I want to
2: be like mommy, or I want to be a fireman, or I want to be a policeman. Mm-hmm. They're all very definite. And then we go to the school system, and we end up afraid to pick something to be successful at because we might fail. Right. I mean, our whole system, it's unfortunate. I'm spending time in my writing and teaching try to correct our school system, because the whole school system is predicated on failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time you make a mistake, your grade goes down, and we become very fearful of not getting
3: our A's. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and, and this ends up in people's fear of picking something to be very successful. But if you don't pick something to be successful, at, then you're not putting in your energy. You're not working towards your own success. Mm-hmm. And then, when you graduate college or graduate high school, and you try to get a job, you're just very happy to take what industry gives you. And if you, and when I give a, when I keynote a conference, I always ask people, what's your favorite day of the week? Steve, what's your favorite day of the week? What What are people saying?
1: Most people are going to say Friday.
2: Friday, of course, because from mm-hmm.
1: The, the weekend. weekend is
2: coming, and I have a chance to do what I want to do on the weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I can learn, and I can have fun on the weekend.
3: Right. Well, why can't
2: work be the same thing? Why can't mm-hmm. we really be working every day? Well, I had a wonderful opportunity meeting Harada again in Japan. I went to one of his clients called Chiba Pharmaceuticals. And on the stage, they had uh, two workers. One worker was a chemist. And uh, she's a new a new worker, and she works on the line. They make chemical products. And with her was a worker there that was there about four years, and he was a pharmacologist. He has a, had a master's degree in pharmacology, and he also worked on the line with her. But what was different with this company that I've never seen before is using the Harada method. This woman would write out. Her long-term plan of what she wants to do in her life to be successful. Mm
3: -hmm. And, of
2: course, it relates to working within this company. And she also had her daily to-do list in front of her. And on that to-do list, she knew what she had to do for the day, but it also included what she was going to do to grow as a person within the company. And then at the end of the day, every day, she would meet with her mentor
3: pharmacologist, Mm -hmm. this
2: is an amazing process where you go to work to do your job, and at the end of the day, you meet with somebody who has an opportunity to help you to be successful in life. Yes. This is very powerful, Steve. Very excited to find things like that and now have the opportunity to teach others and um, to write the book that I'm writing now. Mm Mm-hmm. So let me give you what I can. I, I lose sight of time. I don't know how much time we, we have we About have.
1: Uh, We have about 20 minutes.
2: 20 minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So we can go through the Harada model together, because to me this is something new, and this is something very powerful,
1: and I love to share it. I appreciate it. This will be, uh, again, a... a uh, that's, and I, I appreciate your, your willingness to do so, because that that's what this is all about, is... is taking that knowledge and, and sharing that knowledge. So, thank well, you very thank much. Well, thank you. I mean,
2: this is what I've done. This has been my journey. You know, I've been to Japan, and I've, I've been given such gifts to meet these great people. I mean, I met Dr. Shingo back in... I found him back in 1981. Mm-hmm. Um. funny thing is, I was in Japan. I was at Nippon Denso, and... The manager, Mr. Ota, Ota gives me a sheet of paper, and on the sheet of paper it said the study of the total production system from an engineering viewpoint by Shigeo Shingo. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it meant, but I went when on the way back to, to Tokyo. When I got to Tokyo, I called the Japan Management Association, and I said, what is this all about, this sheet? And he said, well, Dr. Shingo just published a book called the study of the total production system. I said, could you send me two copies? They sent me two copies, and I, I read the book on the way back from Japan. And I was fascinated because it was the first time that I had anything in detail on the Toyota production system. I mean, mm-hmm. I had, I had smatterings of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the detail that Shingo gave us about what this was all about. And then, of course, I got so excited that I went back to Japan to meet Dr. Shingo. And I met him, and I asked him if he would come to America and give me the opportunity to work with him. It was such a great privilege for me to work with him for the next ten years. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Harada reminds me of Dr. Shingo, how excited I was when I found Shingo in the total production system. And now I find something that gives us the opportunity to really give respect to people, not Mm -hmm. just in using words, but giving people respect is giving them something that they, they could be successful at in life. So we start off and we ask people, what do you want to do to be successful at? Most people say, I don't know. So Harada gives the following. He says, okay, I want you to give your best guess. What would you like to be to be successful at? and write it down and now i want you to think in this next week and write down ten variations so what do you want to be well i want to be an engineer what kind of an engineer well i'd like to be an electrical engineer. what kind of an electrical engineer well i'd like to work work, work on the um, new apple products or whatever you know you keep Proving yourself to try to come up with something as specific as possible, what you'd like to do in this life to be successful Like, I had one student at college in my last class that wanted to work with companies that make prosthetics. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I mean, there was nothing wrong with him uh, physically, but he wanted to work for the company that produces artificial limbs. And I thought that was Wonderful that he was, that he wanted to work specifically for a company, and then he he qualified that in writing down specifically what he wanted to do with that company to be successful in life. Mm-hmm. Once he knew, I mean, this is amazing, now he knows what to read, now he knows what to study, now he knows what to do to build his skills. Right. Now he now he looks at who are the best people in the world that are doing this. How can I mirror them? How can I learn from them? How can I copy them? How can I even be better than them? hmm this is such an amazing process. Well, and then during this week, Mister Harada says, "Well, talk to your um, talk to your friends, talk to your to your parents, talk to your siblings, and and see what they think about your choices. Maybe they can help you pick the one thing that you want to devote your energies in your life to be successful." Now, a lot of people say, "Well, maybe I'll pick the wrong thing." Well, that's okay. It's better to pick the wrong thing than to pick nothing. Right. I mean, it's better to put your energy into something, learning and growing, than to just sit stagnant mm-hmm. and hope that somebody will come along, you know, and give you something that you're going to be happy at. Yeah. Because believe me, Stephen, most people love Friday. Most <laughs> yeah. people don't ex- don't get excited on Monday. They don't say, "Thank God it's Monday."
3: Right. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. I think this is a tremendous key that Mr. Harada is giving us to be successful in life. And I want to devote, I have picked, as, as what I want to do to be successful in life, even at my age, I want to be the best in the world teaching the,
3: the Harada method. Yeah. I really do, outside of Japan, outside of Harada.
2: Mm-hmm. I want to learn this so well that I can help other people being successful in life. Mm-hmm. And so, the next thing that we do After we've picked one, we then divide. We then select eight areas that we have to put our attention to to attain our goal. So let's go back to this man, and he he wanted to be uh, not exactly, but let's say he wanted to develop new, new, new. Methods or new technology to help people that are missing limbs, mm-hmm. and he was going to pick that as his profession to find out what the best people do at this moment and how to improve on it to make up these people's lives better. Okay, so now we say, I want you to divide this into eight. Rent it now. You can buy it now. It's an excellent movie. In fact, it won an Emmy. Um, being, it's such a fine movie. And this woman had autism, and um, she said that the purpose of life was one to help others, and to do, and, and two is to do something of real value. I like that very much. So that whatever we pick, we should. Focus on helping others, and
0: also doing something of real value. Mm-hmm. So the Harada model gets you to look to divide your quest to
2: be the best into eight areas. It could be physical skills, it could be presentation skills, it could be writing. It could be, um, um, you know, learning how to overcome your shyness, how to sure. change your uh, your routines. Mm-hmm. All of us are filled with certain routines. How do I shift? What are my, what are my negative routines, and what positive routines would I like to change? Mm-hmm. So we try to take whatever we want to attain. And what I like from this is that we are selecting what we want to do in our life. It's not our teachers selecting for us. When you go to school, the teachers select. You know, you can pick your course was guided by the teacher you have to please the teacher you have to learn what the teacher wants you to learn right it's not your selectivity you're not the master of your own soul in your own life
0: mm-hmm. when you become your own master it's amazing the effort that
3: you're willing to put into do you remember maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm-hmm.
2: okay i always like to teach that even though i didn't fully understand it and what I mean by that is Maslow came up with this theory, this motivational theory, and, and said in order, and when you want to appeal to people to motivate them, you have to appeal to their needs. Mm-hmm. And if somebody was hungry, you couldn't pat them on the back and say, "and say that was a great job that you did. That was not going to motivate them. You have to help fill their stomach with food. And he developed this hierarchy, and the bottom level was... um the, the the survival level, you know, you needed you needed food, you needed shelter. Uh, the second level was, I think, security, and then the next level might have been steam, something like that. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that.
1: Not off, uh, not off the top of my yeah, head. Do, do you
2: remember what the highest level
1: was? The highest level. Highest level was, uh, self-actualization. You got it.
2: Very good, Steve. It was (laughs) self-actualization. It's amazing we're taught this. But what do we mean by Mm self-actualization? And how do we attain it? What do we mean by being self-actualized? Self-actualized is really fulfilling your destiny. Just like a rose bush, you know what I mean? A rose, a rose, a rose, you know, the fulfillment of of its duty is to make a beautiful flower. Mm -hmm. it's as as if everything on the earth has a certain role to fulfill that they should find and be the best at and self-actualization if you could find something to actualize your inner being to actual to fulfill what you're capable of doing Mm -hmm. and then you work towards that Maslow's saying you'll be highly motivated And if you look at you know uh, Madame Curie or Einstein or any of the great people that we admire out there, they found something. And they were willing to devote their lives to it. And m- m- money plays a minor issue in this. Of course you want to make a good living. But Rembrandt, who's probably the most outstanding of all artists today, I'm not Rembrandt, Van Gogh. Because mm-hmm. Rembrandt is great also. But you take, you take Van Gogh, I was in the Van Gogh Museum last year, and he spent his whole life painting and never sold one during his life. Mm. And Van Gogh today goes maybe an average goes close to a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And what he did is, is, of course, he focused on his self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going back to the Harana model now. So the 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 step is to
0: you determine
2: what areas you have to put your intention in
0: in order to fulfill your destiny.
3: Of being successful in life Mm -hmm. then we take each area and within
0: each area we try to come
2: up with eight specific tasks eight specific things that we're going to do to attain to attain our goals so let's go back to the people in prosthetics Uh, he, he writes down well I have to study the field and one task is I have to read the book by Harry Smith because Harry Smith is one of the leading um, developers of prosthetics in the world. So I'm going to study what he did, and uh, he's written this exceptional book. And so I'll write down that I'm going to read this book, I'm going to study this book, and I'm going to do it by March 16th. Mm -hmm.
0: So we have to be very specific what we're going to do to attain our
2: goals, and then we um, put down the exact time frame we want to accomplish this. All right. And we create this sixty-four chart. Okay. Okay. Next step is there's a number of different a number of different tools that. That Harada has given us that are fabulous to work with and develop. And one of them is is to develop a long term plan. So long term could be five years, ten years, or it could be the next three months. Depends upon what you're trying to accomplish and how fast you want to accomplish it to be successful. In life. Mm-hmm. I like to <clears throat> work on a three month plan. So every, even though you're having a long term plan. We should have a three-month plan to lay out how we're going to take these tasks that we put on our 64 chart and accomplish them. And here, in, in Harada's analysis, which I love very much, is I'm going to look at if I'm successful, what would it mean to me and others? And if I'm not successful, what problems do I have to overcome? an interesting form to look at to start to lay out what I have to do in this period of time to be successful then I create a one month scheme and on this one month plan I'm going to take ten of the um, specific things that I did on the 64 chart I'm going to take ten of them and put it down this is what I'm going to accomplish this month Um, this is a beautiful chart because I take these 10 and put it on the monthly chart and then I take some off the monthly part chart and I put it on the daily chart and then at the end uh, end of every day I see what I've done and what I haven't done and I score myself See that I'm doing what I want to do, uh-huh. and I keep a daily record of how am I doing in relationship to my progress. I really so, love this
3: whole concept.
1: So, yeah. from the 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 one month one month scheme, which you got, ten, you take ten of the sixty four and put it uh, put it down as what you're going to accomplish uh, each month. Then do you do you mentioned then a a, a daily chart? What's what's the
2: well, the daily is your daily to do list. Okay. A lot of us already do this. Mm-hmm. We, we're but it's not
1: necessarily it. connected to a higher, a higher objective.
2: Absolutely, Steve. Okay. Yeah, I'm going through this process very fast. I'm giving you the whole book, <laughs> <laughs> in essence.
1: That yeah that that that's fine. To go through this, and then I know today
0: what I want to do to attain my long term goals. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do it today, you'll never do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
2: just a human nature. You know, you get you aspire to do things and yet uh, unless something really challenges you, you just don't do it. Most of us just resist change. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, welcoming it, fostering change.
1: We uh, Norma, we have about five minutes remaining in the program uh, yeah. Is
2: anyone out there that's listening and wants
1: to ask questions? Currently, I, I, I do not see any um, anybody with questions. You know, I have some callers, but not anyone with with uh, with questions at this point. Uh, oftentimes, we'll get some after uh, after uh, after, the, after the show. Um, but how? I guess how then? Um, give us uh, just share a little bit the experience then that that you've seen or or perhaps. Uh, Mr. Harada, as far as um, you, you mentioned the the Canon experience, do you have another example of how this utilizing this method, this model, uh, created that uh, atmosphere of respect, and therefore then uh, really opened up that individual that individual worker's uh, perspective about uh, work and and. Uh,
2: um... Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. No, it, it probably
3: very prevalent in Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's prevalent in Germany.
2: Um, I've looked at slides of the new, um, I think it's a, a new Volkswagen plant in Dresden, Germany. Mm-hmm. They're making this high-end car. Um I'm trying to remember the name of it. It hasn't sold that well in America. But this is a new plant. Put right in the middle of Dresden, and the city was very worried about putting a manufacturing plant right in the city.
3: Mm-hmm. But they
2: build a modern building. I mean, it's beautiful, a glass building. And if you look at the worker, the worker building this car, first of all, he's standing on a hardwood floor, an oak floor, no grease, no dirt, no mm-hmm. grime, mm-hmm. which you typically see in a factory. No oil, nothing like that. They're making cars, and this worker is dressed in white. Imagine that, trust in white. Mm -hmm. And when I I was in Japan and I saw the Toyota worker, that Toyota worker was reaching overhead to put in the eight bolts. In this plant, the car tilts Mm. under the discretion of the worker. So the worker Mm -hmm. can tilt the car so that he could work on the car with his ease without stretching. Mm -hmm. And he makes a good portion of that car by himself. So instead of just having a tack time of one minute, he might be working, I don't know, he might be working 30 minutes on that mm-hmm. car before it moves to the next person, the next station. hmm
0: Now, this system is also predicated on that they don't make that many
3: cars.
2: They're not mass-producing this car. This car sells maybe $50,000 a car.
3: Right.
2: And so that they can do this kind of tack um, time. hmm
0: and this worker is very highly skilled, and I think this is the
2: current success of Germany. The Germans are very successful in many areas of Germany because they have such high-skilled workers. In fact, the cost of the the yen has risen so high in the world of currency exchange. I mean, mm-hmm. it's now down, down dollars down to about eighty eighty yen. When I first went to Japan and 1979 um one dollar bought close to 300 yen today it buys 80 yen
3: yeah that means we're four times (laughs) you know
2: poorer or Mm -hmm. or less successful as the Japanese in the last 30 Mm -hmm. um so it's happening elsewhere Mm
3: -hmm. um Let's go back to the whole issue of respect for people. And what do we mean giving people respect? It's yeah. being nice to
2: them. It's not necessarily giving them a lovely environment or giving them a nice lunch. Giving people respect is building up their skills and capabilities and mm-hmm. giving them the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. I I teach one of the things which I call quick and easy kaisen. And auto this year, is asking their workers to come up with uh, 96 improvement ideas. Mm -hmm. The average worker, they want to come up with 96 improvement ideas. Last year, one of my clients, Gulfstream, who won the single prize, came up with 33 implemented ideas per worker. The average in Japan is about 20 to 24 ideas. The average in America is about one idea every seven years. Yeah. So, Steve, I'm very happy what you did today in asking me. I've rambled a lot. I hope that people will get something out of it. They can always contact me. My phone number my phone 737 three six zero seven three seven eighteen eighty three. My email address is Bodek B O D E K at PCS dot com. That's P C S Peter Charles Sam Press dot com.
1: You can also find more information about uh, Norman and the work that you do as well at pscpress.com. Norman, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your uh, your sharing with us, and I look forward to uh, seeing more about the Arada model. Thank you for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed our show. For more information, please check us out online
0: at iowalean.org and zstrat.com.